Welcome to Crack the Friendship Code. I'm your host, Theodora Voss. My pronouns are her, she, and hers. I'm seated against a white wall with vinyl records hanging up behind me. I have a short black curly hair today, kind of like romance curls, if you will. And I am a black woman with a dark and warm skin tone. If you're new here, welcome. And if you're seasoned here, nice to connect with you again. I've been in the learning and development industry for over 13 years, and I've contracted for some of the largest tech companies. And I love learning and I love teaching. And I've experienced so much of my own loss in life from losing my mom at age 13 to my best friend passing away and going through a divorce all at the age of 26. So I understand the importance of developing genuine friendships as a result. And all of these experiences and lessons birth what you see now as Crack the Friendship Code. On our show, you're going to hear from myself and other women who have achieved success in different levels of their lives, whether it be career, business, or passions. Along the way, we have all discovered the importance of aligning our friendships with our purpose. And our hopes are that you too can ignite purpose-aligned friendships and have more meaningful and genuine friendships. And with that, let me introduce today's guest. And every woman, again, who is on our show is nothing short of phenomenal and wildly successful. And Jean Omlor is not the exception. She is like the rule here. So welcome Jean Omlor. She is a business strategist, seven-figure business coach, and certified servant leadership executive coach. She serves coaches, consultants, and high-level business icons. Yes. So at 54 years old, she was a solo parent in deep debt and got herself online into 1 million in 17 months without ads and since has scaled to multi-millions in four years. Her company has held over 380 businesses to thrive online. She is emotionally connected to helping others make a good living as she lived in lack for years and overcame that mindset. Ooh, <laughs> she is now helping as many people as she can to maximize profits and reach their full potential while being the visionary they're destined to be. I swear some people's bios, I read them and I get chills every time I'm like thinking about all the things that they've done. Um, so welcome, John. It's really nice to have you here. Um, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Go ahead and like, you know, introduce yourself, um, describe yourself and your background, let people know who you are. Sure. I, I, first of all, I, I, that's the first podcast I've been on that you're helping visually impaired people to um, to see us because I used to actually um, be a volunteer for the Jewish Guild for the Blind. I did one of their morning shows and I used to read to uh, visually impaired people. So that that that's really aligned. So I am pretty white skinned. I'm Caucasian. I have pretty long black hair and I have one of my big paintings in the background of Manhattan and one of my little awards. And it's great to be here. So my background is very mixed. I was born in California, grew up in Australia. We have a very mixed background, like most Americans, French, Ukrainian, Lebanese, Spanish, you name it. <laughs> and uh, I grew up in Australia and then I lived in Europe for eight years and I went to New York City because I was an actress at that point. That was like 1998. And then I lived in Europe for 19 years and I lived in Cincinnati for about five and now I'm living in Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, you are like, so we have that in common. We're both, I was born and raised in California. Well, the born part, I was born in California too. So yeah, we have that in common. That's pretty cool. You have a really diverse background. You have really been all over the map. That's pretty cool. Wow. Yes. Thank you. It's funny that, that I don't, you don't think about your life like that. It just happens. And then people go, wow, that's really diverse. Well, I, I guess it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny, all those little things set you up, you know, for some of the things that you're going to do in the future, whether or not you know, realize that those transferable skills as corporate, we call that 
Um, but I really think those things set you up for, you know, what you're going to do in the future. hundred percent. I was just thinking that the other day, I thought, wow, it's really good. I was an actress for so many years because it's easier for me to do my videos. It wasn't easy at first because it's not acting. But once I got over the idea, okay, it's actually me because that's hard. I thought, well, that, then I remember stuff more. So I can like say, okay, I'm going to talk about a reel like this and I'll just put the points in my mind or on a piece of paper and then I'll be able to do it. So you're correct. Having to uh, learn full roles of Shakespearean plays comes in handy sometimes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think this is a really good segue because like part of our first part of the interview. So as we all know, we're helping women, right? Ignite their purpose and ignite purpose online friendships. And one of the things that happens often is I find that people often mistake career as purpose. And a lot of times it's not the career itself, but like certain elements that you were, you're allowed to live out your purpose um, that enable us to fulfill that purpose. So for you, I mean, to me, your purpose is screamed through when we, when we talked earlier, but can you tell everybody here like what your purpose is and um, how you how you really live that out in the world? Well, that's so interesting because a lot of people confuse goals with purpose. Okay. Mm. Most of us, because I have a coach and we were working on my life purpose and he goes, no, Jean, those are goals. And I said, most people confuse that. So I had to do some deep work on like, what, what is my life purpose? And mine's a little more um, maybe mixed than most people. But I, I said, I finally figured out like for now, maybe it'll change. My life purpose right now is really apart from my kids and bringing them up well and all that good stuff but in my career and as part of my life purpose it is to help people to bring in more meaningful wealth into their lives while they are doing something that they love that helps other people because then if i'm helping you and you are helping other people my i have compounded interest of energetics that I'm helping you, that's like compound interest for me. So I'm helping you and that helps me think, wow, I just took my energy and we just compounded that while you're making money because I am emotionally connected after all I've been through to helping people make money because finally I realized money's great, money's good, greed is bad. Money is amazing. Money makes you less stressed, it makes you a better parent, makes you a better friend, makes you more present, makes you have no anxiety, makes you enjoy your life. It's beautiful. And I think there's all this confusion over money being bad. No, greedy people who scam other people and steal are bad. Right? You're saying so much. <laughs> I so earlier today, I was I was walking around and I was just thinking about it. I was like, you know, money, you know, has really been flipped into that space of like being negative, being bad. But I was like, it's all the things that you do with it. And I think that that's the issue is people we can't see past a lot of times our need, you know, mm -hmm. into that want, that desire, that design of how things could actually be, you know, because you're so in that like motive. Right. Stress, and it's, you know? it's, it's extraordinary because when you really think about it, it's sheer craziness. So mm -hmm. is it a good thing to be able to eat? Is that a good thing to serve? Yeah. To eat? yeah. Absolutely. Is it a good thing to have shelter? Is that Absolutely. good? Absolutely. Is it a good thing to be able to wear clothes? Absolutely. <laughs> Any clothes? Is it a good thing to, you know, Take care of your kids. Absolutely. So how come the th the vehicle for doing that is a bad thing? Like that mm. that just blows my mind. That where where where's the line that well it's okay just so you have a little bit of money or not too much and and why all the goodness of taking care of yourself, people, charities, your church, whatever? How come? How could that be bad? 
It's you're begrudging, you're you're biting the hand that's feeding you, which is money. <laughs> Literally. Oh, yes. Okay, Jean. Yes. This is this is this is this is where we need to be. <laughs> Um, I love this. I really love this. Every time I listen to you so far, as as I'm talking to you today, I like feel myself welling up with emotion. I've been like very open emotionally lately. Like I'm just, it's just all hanging out and it's okay. But I hear you talking and I'm like, oh my God, yes. Like I, cause you, you believe what you're saying. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I received this. I received that. I received this. Okay. Yeah. That could be me too. Like just some of the things you shared so far today. And uh, it's just, you could tell you're on fire. That's the thing. Like you guys didn't get to experience what I experienced when we hopped on the call, but like she just immediately, she's like, what do you do? Where, like, what are you trying to get? Like, where are you trying to go? How fast do you want to do? Like, it was just, yes, like you're on fire for your purpose. So um, it's really exciting to hear people that are in their purpose like that. Um, Thank you. And you know, it was trial and error because this is like a reformed smoker, right? This is, I was an artist and I was like, well, I don't care. I was the most unmaterialistic person and I was proud of it. Like I'm not materialistic like those people over there that care about money. So I was coming from that lack of humility, actually. And I admit it, I was young and, and you know, why? Oh, it's virtuous to be poor. I mean, it can be virtuous to be poor if you want to be poor, if you're a nun or a priest or a monk or, you know, a religious, that's, that is virtuous. But when you think you're virtuous because those other people out there that make money are not as good as you, that's reverse snobbery. You know, it's like people say that rich people are snobby. Well, there are people that are starving artists that are snobby because I was one of those people. I wasn't outwardly snobby. It was in my mind. I wasn't snobby ever to people, but in my mind, I'm thinking, well, you know, I don't care about money like those people. I I'm an artist. So when I realized how in error that was and how stupid, I was like, what? Why would I judge people? Because they care about taking care of themselves, you know? So then I went full circle. So I know what I'm talking about now. <laughs> I came from way, <laughs> way down there. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I remember one of my early experiences as a child with my stepfather. Um, I was so excited. I wanted to, like, you know, sell some jewelry and stuff. And then I forget what we were talking about later on. But then he was like, well, don't act like you don't care about money. You just wanted to sell, you know, sell jewelry at school. And so, I, you know, it felt like making money was a bad thing. But we were poor. We didn't have any food. We were all on welfare. And I was just like, we have two adults in the house. We're on welfare. But you are worried about me, worried about making money. Like, that's weird. So that you, the mindset, it really, that, that's the circumstance. That was some lack of humility and a disconnect, right? Yeah, it really was. Okay, so you had to break up with that as a mindset, mm -hmm. but were there any other limiting beliefs or even any friendships that were aligned that you had to break up with um, on your journey to, you know, getting closer and closer to your purpose? No, no, not at all. When you're my age, your friends are your friends and they're like, oh, what are you doing on Facebook? Cool. You know, it's it's different when you're you've had friends for years that are supportive and they just love you. And it's like, well, she's this, I've been through hell, you know, I'm, I'm a solo parent, been through a lot. And they were just happy, like, great, you know, and, you know, on Facebook, when I first went on Facebook, I was never using Facebook for business before at all. And it was just friends from Australia or wherever that just, we were there so we could use chat for free, right? When they started seeing all this business stuff, they're like, oh, what's going on? They weren't, <clears throat> excuse me, they weren't judgmental. They're like, oh, interesting. What's going on here? Cool. Oh, I love this. Now I have a lot of my friends who comment on my business stuff like, oh, this was really interesting. You know, so no, I didn't have to break up with anybody. That's awesome. Wow. 
Yes. I'm manifesting that for everyone that their friendships are or that are that uh supportive and long lasting. I love that. I love that. Um yeah. I would, no, I'll just put it this way. You made me think. I would not have a friend that would break up with me because I'm now being successful. Mm-hmm. That that is not a friendship I want to have. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I've I've uh realized and I think so. One of the things that we try to, I try to teach people, like it's in our stay in your lane course, but it's about, you know, giving a little bit here and there, mm-hmm. like until you guys develop that trust, because mm-hmm. sometimes I've noticed people in this generation that I've been coaching, that I've been talking to, is that we've given a lot up front, but we haven't established that this person is someone that we actually even want to um, right. trust those types of like exciting mm. dreams with because you know you could trust somebody with a dream and they can squash it just as easily right. as you like shared it and so um sometimes we end up sharing too soon so i think mm-hmm. there's a something to be said for that like having developed those friendships that you had over right. time so that's probably a part of that that attributes to that i would imagine but it is an age thing we're not going to put up with anything i mean i'm not i don't need to we, we we the older you get i'm not saying i'm like so old but i'm not 30s right the older you get the more it is like why would i waste my time putting up with that we don't mm-hmm. we don't do that yeah well it's not worth it, just, it just comes yeah. out of nowhere it's come out of nowhere and you're like oh that's how you felt okay mm-hmm. well, it's time to go <laughs> it's time to pack the stuff and go yeah yeah it's so true so okay with that um um were there, I mean, you had really good friendships, people positively impacted those friendships. Um, but for you, because you, you decided to take on a, a journey of, you know, doing, being in business for yourself um, and helping and serving others, uh, were there any like positive, you know, business friendships or connections that came out of that, that, you know, happened along oh, your journey? And tell us about some tons. I, I have great friends that I've met online, like one of my best friends, I've never met him, okay? And we met in a program and he said, hey, let's be accountability buddies. So he met me when I was not doing well at all. Like at all. I just started online and he was, I reached out and said, hey, could you help me with this? And he was super nice. And then he saw me like have this steep rise. And he said, look, you'd be in a great accountability. He'd been in business and digital marketing for years. And I said, great. So we talk a lot and we've never met because he travels around all over the place. And he said, I cannot believe what's happened in four years with you. Like just so so that that was a, a friendship that the very beginning and, and we're still friends and, you know, but we never met. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I've made a lot of friends online um, and I've, I've met some of my clients, actually. Some of my clients happen to be where I moved to. So there have been friendships from clients. Wow. I love that. I'm manifesting that part for me, <laughs> the clients that are friends too. <laughs> right. um, so, okay. What about that specific friendship? Was it like the accountability that kept, that was, you know, that really. Um, it was basically, you know, we, we were both down to earth, you know, we were, I was just like, Hey, I was very vulnerable. I said, I, I don't know how to do this. I, I, I knew nothing. He's like, sure. He was, he was actually on a ship in like, you know, icebergs. Okay. He's like, just a minute. I'm going to go take some photos of the icebergs. I'll be back. That's how nice he is. And I said, Oh no. He goes, no, no, I travel all the time. So he was traveling and and then we just started chatting. And then, and then, you know, we, we were still in contact, but then he reached out and he said, Hey, you know, do you want to be my accountability partner? I I think it'd be great. I said, sure. So now we're just friends. Um, but, but it's, um, and now he wants me to like go to Viet. We might go to Vietnam because he hangs out there. And he said, yeah, you should just come to Vietnam and work here for a couple months or something. So I was actually thinking of that. But we're always talking about like, where can we meet up? 
with he and his friends. Um, so no, it's been great. And that that's just, you know, we learn from each other, you know, now he's, I coach him, he coaches me, we just run stuff by and, you know, so it's been a really good online friendship, actually. Wow, that's incredible. I love that. I really mm -hmm. do. That's awesome. Okay, so it's your turn. This is your opportunity to ask me any friendship related question that you may have or you want a different perspective on. Okay, so when do you say, I've had enough? because we're very forgiving. When do you cut the cord? When do you say, okay, this happened, another thing happened, I'm losing trust, da, da, da. When do you say, or do, are you capable of that? And a lot of people can't do this. When do you cut the cord and how do you do that with a friendship that is really not a friendship anymore? Yeah, so it's interesting. So I've decided to take on the mindset and the kind of like the, the task moving forward to heal like to always heal. So meaning there's a conversation, there's something, you know, you don't just disappear or fade out. No. Um, fading out is not necessarily a bad thing if there's no bad blood. Like if there's mm -hmm. not a, a negative reason impacting that relationship, it's okay to like kind of do a fade out. But if there's something that like negatively impacted that friendship, um, mm -hmm. it has to, doesn't have to resolve in us being friends moving forward, but it has to, there has to be a conversation because we'll instinctively take that into future future friendships mm -hmm. and future relationships. So um, I am made a concerted effort moving forward uh, to heal, to heal things and have conversations. Uh, but first it's setting the boundary of like, hey, this didn't feel good. This is what happened. Like, you know, this doesn't feel like you, like mm -hmm. how you mentioned earlier, always communicating from love. Um, and you, you know, you do that with your clients too. It's everything's from love, but it's, hey, this doesn't feel like you. This doesn't seem like your intention, potentially. This is how it impacted me. And this is mm -hmm. how I felt, owning the, owning the you know, feeling. Mm -hmm. And then um, if the person is still receiving your boundary or they're not living up to the expectation, it's up to us if we want to continue to engage. So like in general, I have one friend who is completely scatterbrained when it comes to travel and like, and I love travel. My goal is to go to all 50 states. I'm a solo traveler and- mm -hmm. um, she just, just can't get together. <laughs> it is okay. I used to get really frustrated about it. But then one thing I was like, you know what? This is just who this person is. She's mm -hmm. not trying to be malicious. Like we talked about it. And if I decide to travel with her as a friend, I have to then pick up the slack and coordinate and drive things. Mm -hmm. And if I don't want to do that, then I need to not do that and just go right. do it on my own. And so that really kind of opened the door for me to say, hey, I don't have to get rid of someone just because this keeps happening. Let's no. talk about it. And then the expectation gets adjusted. I adjust it for myself. So mm -hmm. I just don't go travel with you all the time unless I want to do all the planning, you know, mm -hmm. or like, so I've learned how to do that. So there's some times where you can salvage the friendship, uh, but there's sometimes where they keep overstepping that boundary or the mm -hmm. expectation after you've communicated it. And for me, it's moving on after you've communicated, especially mm. if it's been a couple of times. Mm. Um, I think max of like three. After three, I was just say, usually people have like a number, whether they know it or not, whether it's like that happened. Okay, well, maybe they had a bad day. Maybe, you know, and they apologize. Great. Um, then it happens again. Okay. So now that's, a tr you know, okay. All right. Three is a trend. Yeah, for me. it is. Yeah. It is. I think it's a trend at that point. Also, it's really, it's so challenging because we all deal with our own stuff, you know, and um, 
we really have to do what we what's what's best for us like so with certain people it's really interesting there's some people where it's like three times you're out you know mm -hmm. and there's other people where it's like it's been five it's been six it's been you're like oh why am i but i love you so much you know so it's just i think everybody has a number based on the person that they're dealing with and um but for me i'm, I'm trying to get it to three <laughs> consistently um but also just the healing part like that's the big thing like we gotta have a conversation we can't mm -hmm. just not talk about it. Like I had a I had a situation a couple of weeks ago before I went to Philly and uh but it was romantic, but we were still like building a friendship first, you know? Mm -hmm. And he just didn't want to talk about it. He kept wanting like I kept pressuring him like, hey, why did you ask me about this? Like, mm -hmm. hey, why did this happen? And he just didn't mm -hmm. want to talk about it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I did my best and we tried to talk through things that you don't want to talk through it and that's okay. But I did my best and I tried to heal it, you know? So, mm -hmm. so for him, it's going to continue on into whatever relationship or friendship he builds next. But for me, it's not going to be there because guess what? I like, you know, you healed I, it. I worked on it. Yeah. I healed it. Yeah. I'm feeling good about it because guess what? I communicated and I tried my best and best didn't work in this scenario. All right. Like move on, you know? So mm. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I would go about it. But everybody's a little different. And that's, you know, the point I think of the podcast too is for people to hear different things and like take their perspective, kind of formulate that through different stories and through people who they identify with. Um, because I, you know, everybody doesn't identify with me or my my mode of communication or how No, and, and you know, as you're speaking, I mean, you know, if we want to be really like evolved right? Yes. Uh -huh. We can say, you know, the negativity is within ourselves. That's like the, the mystics talk about that. And I was just talking, you know, the mystics talk about the negativity is in ourselves, right? However, we are human. And if somebody's intentionally, because sometimes it is, overstepping the mark, that's one thing. If it's somebody's just clumsy and doesn't mean, well, sure, I'll forgive them every day of the week, right? Yeah. But it's when you start to, because you want to be open-minded, like, well, maybe that was a mistake. But but sometimes it is within us interpreting other people's actions. It is. Right? It is. The story yes. we tell ourselves, yes. But, so that's the, the first thing is, am I, the, is the negativity coming from within me? Because mm -hmm. I know personally, I have done unconscious stuff sometimes. It was not intentional. I can be clumsy. I remember somebody was really mad at me and I thought, oh, I didn't mean anything like, I, I didn't even realize I was doing that. You know, I was just like yeah. being myself. And and it was interesting because I thought, wow, I, that was zero intention of that. It was just yeah. forgot or, well, you know, you did that on, you know, the whole thing, you did that on purpose. Well, sometimes that's the other person misinterpreting because the negativity is within them because they've had a bad day. So. Yeah. It's really important to really try to get out of the situation and see, is the negativity within me or is that actually an intentional, like walking all over me? Right. Yeah. I think that first thing is so important mm -hmm. with anything, friendship, relationships, business, you name it. Yes. All my empaths that are listening <laughs> like me really internalize that part because that is something that I think um, I've learned to ask myself constantly now is like, is this me or is this, is this outside, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And that's really um, helped set the tone when going in. Cause sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm feeling fearful, stressed out. Oh, this isn't me. Okay, I'm calm. Mm -hmm. Now I can have this conversation, mm -hmm. you know? So you're, yes. you're absolutely right in that respect. 
you know, it's so interesting. And that's why I said it's it's different per person because I feel like we in we have some intuition about things and about like people's intentions, but I still feel like we need to ask, like just be straight mm. out. Because to your point, sometimes people don't even realize that that's how they're regarding you or treating you. And it's kind of like a little wake up call, you know, like, mm. hey, this is, this doesn't feel very good, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I Thank really you. agree with that. Well, this has been a phenomenal conversation. Um, you guys didn't get to see the behind the scenes with me and John, so you should be jealous, but <laughs> I really enjoyed our conversation and I'm looking forward to connecting with you again and probably having you on the podcast again. And um, I just, I really love this, this conversation today. So thank you so much for being on. Well, thanks for having me. This was an interesting one. People don't usually talk about this in the podcast. They're usually just like, how'd you do your business? All that. So this is good just to talk about other stuff. It's been a pleasure. I'll come back anytime you want. Thank you.